Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It always... Well, let's just call it what it is. It always sucks when you lose your starting quarterback. There's no getting around that, especially when you're a Super Bowl contender like the San Francisco 49ers, but I don't think they're dead in the water. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. Want to remind you, it's V-Week at ESPN when we partner with the V-Foundation to highlight the urgent need for cancer research This is game-changing research that helps save lives. You can join the fight against cancer by visiting v.org slash donate. That's v.org slash donate. 100% of your donation goes directly to cancer research. Canty, I I felt horrible for Jimmy G yesterday. I mean, listen, he's had some pretty bad luck in his career when it comes to this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, and. Getting knocked out for the year yesterday, especially when you're trying to lead a team to the Super Bowl and you're trying to get a big contract this coming offseason, it's it's just a terrible situation. Having said that, uh, it's not that Brock Purdy is unbelievably great right out of the gate. It's that he came in and was serviceable and did enough good things. Granted, it's off the bench and no team really had any tape on him yet, so I'm sure there'll be some adjustments. But the way the 49ers are constructed, the fact that they went and got Christian McCaffrey as a young quarterback's best friend, and they have the defense that they do, I, I think their their chances for the Super Bowl take a hit, but I don't think it's a catastrophic hit. No, I don't think it's a catastrophic hit either. And all you have to do is look at some of the throws that Brock Purdy made. I mean, the throw that he made to George Kittle to convert for a first down, Carlin, in the, in the, I think it was in the second quarter, at the end of the second quarter, it was an absolute dime. I, I mean, the Miami Dolphins are bringing all-out pressure. They got eight men at the line of scrimmage. A man is unblocked, delivers it right between the second and third level defenders, layers the throw perfectly, moves the chains, moves the Niners offense into plus territory. That's what you're looking for from your young quarterback when trying to determine the upside of the 49ers without Jimmy Garoppolo for the remainder of the season. Carlin, when he was pressured yesterday, Brock Purdy, 4-7, 37 yards, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions, passer rating of 71. Do you know what Tua was when he was pressured yesterday? Not good. 1-3, of three, 19 yards, one interception. That That's where we're at. Like We're talking about Tua being in the MVP conversation, and yet yesterday the third-string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers was better under pressure than Tua was. That's why I don't think the 49ers are done. They can control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They have the best defense in the NFL that can absolutely close out games with pass rush and takeaways. And they have a pretty balanced run game, Carlin, when you look at CMC, Debo Samuel, Kyle Juszczyk, and all the other pieces that they utilize. Jordan Mason getting in the mix the last couple of games, too. So this is a complete football team, and I think that's why – 
No one in that locker room is panicking right now, even though Jimmy Garoppolo's gone for the year. Here's Kyle Shanahan on what the locker room is like and also the news. I mean, just hearing it, it was, it was pretty crushing. I mean, it's, we know what Jimmy's been through, how hard he's worked at this. You know, I, I got that news a little in the second quarter, um, so it was a little different for me, even just how happy we were with that game. That was a really cool game just as a team and all the stuff that went on throughout the game and just be able to overcome some things. And it was so, such a special win, um, but definitely mixed emotions hearing about Jimmy. Um, I told the guys right after the game, and so I know that gave them some mixed emotions fast too, but um, it was a hell of a job by Brock coming in, stepping it up. He, he um, did a real good job today, and um, we're going to be ready to do our best to overcome this. Look, they have enough to overcome a lot with how good that defense is as long as they stay healthy. Now, on the flip side, you mentioned Tua. Just the most alarming aspect of the fact that you just presented, that he was only pressured three times in the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For everybody in on who has been sitting there pounding your chest for weeks. Well, he's been pre- he was pressured six times in the game, okay? Only three pass attempts. He was sacked three times, too. Yeah. Well, that's fine. That's still out of how many plays? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is my point. Exactly. Chris, that's, out, that's out of 36 dropbacks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One out of every six. That's not exactly not the tough sled. It's not the worst. No. For all of the members of the Tua fan club who have been screaming and yelling about how this guy is an MVP candidate, that was over in the first quarter yesterday, all right? He went out there on the first pass through a nice 10-yard in cut that turned into 75 yards. Yeah. Big shock. And then he did not complete his next five passes and started one for six. Mm-hmm. And he was, I'll tell you, he was doing plenty of landscaping yesterday with his passes because he was hitting <laughs> the third a bit. And you might sit there and say, well, everybody's allowed to have a bad game. You're right. He's allowed to have a bad game. I can't deny what... Tua has meant to that team in particular. But do you know why he's meant that to them? Because they haven't had Teddy Bridgewater. Mm -hmm. And they've had Skylar Thompson. Mm -hmm. And if you truly are being honest with yourselves, you could look around the league and take the bottom half of quarterbacks and at least, at least, eight to ten of those guys would do with the Miami Dolphins this year what Tua is doing with them. That's how I came out of yesterday. Chris, in fact, I'll just make this one specific point. Mm. If Mike White was the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins all season long. Stop it. Stop it. No, I'm being serious. I'm being completely serious. If Mike White was the quarterback of the Dolphins all season long, would their fortunes be any different than they are right now? The answer is no. Would, would they be second in the AFC East? Probably. No, there's no probably about it. I don't They'd know. They'd be the right record, there. I don't know if the record is exactly the same. But the would, point is this. The point is just this. Tua does not make everybody else better. No. Everybody else makes Tua better. Uh, mic drop on that moment. I think that is the truth. Um, he's not a force multiplier. There are guys that are tractors. There are guys that are trailers. The guys that are tractors, they're pulling everybody along with them, Carlin. That's the Pat Mahomes. That's the Josh Allen. You know, they're they're bringing the party with them. They're making everybody, Joe Burrow, they're making everybody else better. Then there are the trailers, the guys that are being dragged 
by the supporting cast that's around him. Tua is much more the latter than the former. And yesterday that was obvious to me because he came up small in the biggest spot of the season for the Miami Dolphins, if we're being honest. I mean, the Miami Dolphins were in the driver's seat for the AFC East. They, they, they had the head-to-head tiebreaker against the Buffalo Bills. Now, they'll play the Bills in a couple of weeks in Orchard Park, but as of right now, they were in front of the Buffalo Bills up until yesterday. That was an important game for them, and your quarterback gave it away. He didn't even give you a chance. Your, your team dug themselves a hole because your quarterback dirted you know, five of the first six pass attempts that he made. Like, that is absolutely unacceptable. So when we start trying to evaluate what Tua is and what the ceiling for this Miami team is, Carlin, they're going to have a hard time going the wild card route in doing anything of consequence in the playoffs. I just don't see that happening, not based on yesterday's performance. And here's what other thing I will say. Yeah, they won five straight games going into yesterday's matchup with the 49ers. Did you see who those five games were against? The Pittsburgh Steelers at home, the Lions on the road, the Bears on the road, the Browns at home, bye week, and then the Houston Texans at home. Carlin, not exactly murderer's row. No. They got some teams early in the season. They got Baltimore and they got Buffalo early in the season. You know, September is an extended preseason for a lot of teams because they don't play their starters in the actual preseason. So they got those two teams early, and we believe Baltimore and Buffalo are quality teams. But Carlin, you got to admit, the, the Miami Dolphins are looking a little funny in the light right now. And it's not just because of Tua, by the way. Your defense is atrocious. It's terrible. Let's, again, on the Brock Purdy front, let's just flip the script there for a second. Mm. What does it say about the Dolphins' defense when a guy who was the last pick in the draft this year and has barely taken a snap in the league comes off the bench and the other team's offense barely skips a beat? What does that say? Nothing good. Nothing good. Nothing now, good. I will say this. The Dolphins' defense was bringing the house the entire time. Like, they, they were. <laughs> yeah, and they, he was, they, and he recognized was, they, it each they, time. And Josh Boyer, their defensive coordinator, was blitzing the entire time. And, and this, it didn't work. Well, it, <laughs> they got their sacks, Chris, but the, the guy didn't make big mistakes. Well, he had the one interception. He one he interception. He had the one interception that he threw. But, I mean, overall, you're right. It didn't work. He was still able to operate the offense. And that that is a little bit of a concern for Miami. But it hadn't seemed to matter that their defense was trash all year long, Carlin. It hasn't mattered because the offense has just been so good. In terms of offensive EPA, they were a top five team. For people that don't know what EPA is, it's expected points added. They're a top five outfit. But they didn't look like that yesterday. And we were saying if Tua in the Miami Dolphins offense has an off day, this team is dead in the water. And the chances of that happening once we get to December and January football were highly likely. So that's what happened. They ran into a buzzsaw defense with the 49ers, and you saw what you saw with their offense. Good luck with that once we get to the second season. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, two and on. Haven't heard from you. Where you been? Hiding in the shadows like usual? Up in everybody's mentions? Get, get out of my mentions and yeah. get on the phone lines. <laughs> yeah. How about just some guts? That's all I'm asking for. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. By the way, you might also want to tell Mike McDaniel, it actually is legal in the NFL to run the football, in case you didn't know, because they didn't seem to grasp that yesterday. Canty and Carlin...
on ESPN Radio. On the way, the one quarterback you do not want to see lining up against you anytime soon. That's next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I'll tell you what. The Cincinnati Bengals are a sight to behold when they are right. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. That was super impressive, and there's no other way to put it. Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes' daddy right now. The way things have gone for the last three times these two teams have met, the Bengals have found ways to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you're the Chiefs and you have Travis Kelsey coughing up the football and Patrick Mahomes getting sacked in a huge situation, you have to be looking yourselves in the mirror saying, what is it that we have to do to beat this team? Because everything seems to go against us. And that's a that's a dangerous place to be when you know you're probably going to get another matchup with them in the postseason. But here's the thing, Carlin. I didn't think everything yesterday went against them because think about the stop that the Kansas City Chiefs defense got inside the five-yard line right before halftime. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bengals were knocking on the door. They were about to go up 21-10, to 10, and the Chiefs defense said not so fast. Carlos Dunlap steps up and knocks uh, tackles the wide receiver on that, uh, that jet sweep opportunity, and, and that was it. And so it felt like at that moment, all the momentum was on Kansas City's side. They come out like a buzzsaw, seven plays, 77 yards on the opening possession of the second half. And you thought, here we go. Kansas City's going to take control. First two possessions result in touchdowns for the Chiefs. But the Bengals did enough to hang in there and make it a fourth quarter game. And Carlin, with either one of these quarterbacks, you could be on the losing side of it if it is a fourth quarter game. It just so happens that with Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes has found himself on the losing side of it. 
three straight times in the last 12 months. But you can't deny at this point that Burrow's got something about him. Burrow's got something about him. No, I'm not denying that Burrow has something about him. I think it's also the defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, having something on the Kansas City Chiefs. Sure, I think he makes it harder for them than they're used to it being. It's not like they shut them down completely, but... Oh, they shut off the faucet in the fourth quarter, though. Yeah. No points in the fourth quarter. I mean, when do you see these kinds of numbers for Patrick Mahomes? 223 yards, one touchdown. Mm -hmm. When do you see that? You don't. You don't. And meanwhile, there's Burrow on the other side, who's 25 of 31 for 286 and two touchdowns. And and listen to Joe Burrow and tell me this is not a guy that should be with his numbers and what he's doing lately to get his team back in after the atrocious start that they had. Back in the discussion, listen to this guy about December football. Our team knows what it takes to win those kind of games. It's it's December now. This is when we start to turn it up. We just find ways to win these games. Uh, you know, that's, that's all there is to say about it. You know, we're going to get back to practice, keep getting better, correct the mistakes that we made, and move on. Uh, he, to me, is just watching him play. In his demeanor, everything about him is the closest thing to Montana that we've seen. And I'm not talking about the production and the championships and all that. I'm just talking about the way that he carries himself. There is nothing that seems to rattle this guy. And think about the fact that if ever there was a reason to be rattled, the amount of times he got sacked last year. he got. <laughs> think about this, Chris. He got sacked 20 times in the postseason. 20 yeah. times! Yeah, and they up. still went to the Super Bowl. And he still played well. And this year, their offensive line's better. They've played better over the last seven games. Uh, they have only allowed pers- uh, pressure 23% of the time uh, on dropbacks, which is fifth in all of football over the last seven games. By the way, they've won six of them. No doubt about it. And here's the thing, Carlin. We always assign Joe Burrow's intangibles to his ability to impact the passing game. But how about this guy's ability just to extend drives? Carlin, yesterday, Joe Burrow had 46 yards yep. rushing. And that translated into four first downs for that Cincinnati Bengals offense. It's a very underrated part of his game. I didn't realize it until I looked it up today. He's got five rushing touchdowns on the season, Carlin. (laughs) Five! The same amount as Josh Allen does. But the guy is just a winner. He finds ways to impact the game and set his team up to win. And that's what we're seeing in the matchups with the Kansas City Chiefs. Carlin, I didn't believe this when I saw it. The Cincinnati Bengals in the fourth quarter, in the three matchups against the Kansas City Chiefs, have outscored them 23 to 3. Mm-hmm. 23 to 3. You're wondering why the Bengals and Joe Burrow have the Chiefs number? It's because they're outscoring them in the fourth quarter 23 to 3. These are both going to be evenly matched teams when they go up against each other. Their offenses are comparable, their defenses are comparable. It comes down to which quarterback can make the plays at the end of the game. And overwhelmingly, the answer has been Joe Burrow. And at some point, Pat Mahomes is going to have to change that if he plans on getting back to the Super Bowl. But, Carlin, I think today is the day that we petition the NFL for division realignment because I feel like we need to get Burrow Mahomes twice every single year. Oh, yeah. I want it twice every single year because it's going to come down to the end of the game. I want to see this matchup every single year a couple of times. And it's no doubt in my mind with the way that that game went yesterday, 
that these two teams are going to see each other in the playoffs. Is this the? It's going to happen. Is this going to be the new Manning Brady? Yeah, looks yeah, that way. It, I think it is. I think. It, but here's the thing: I don't know if one or the other is going to be more dominant. I don't know. Like I don't, like Tom Brady has kind of dominated Peyton. Man, I don't. I don't think this is going to be all one sided. This is going to go back and forth because Pat Mahomes is just that damn good. And Andy Reid, correct me if I'm wrong, Carlin, the only coach to have won 100 games with two different franchises. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they're good. They're, they're, this is not going to be one-sided. Listen, Joe Burrow may be the guy to stand in the way of Patrick Mahomes winning his super, second Super Bowl title. There's another quarterback that's standing in his way to second MVP. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Right after we tell you about this, from our friends at Vivid Seats. Now look, football season is heating up. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they've also got, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. With Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app, visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats Life happens live. Receiver reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. Visit vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It was a full Sunday, to say the least, in the NFL. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. You know what? Give it up for Kevin Winter today, who has been (laughs) fighting through, and I feel his pain. I have absolutely been through that. He is losing the voice or has lost the voice, and it's coming back, and God bless you. That is a rough, rough place to be. We're going to welcome in right now Mina Kimes, as we do each and every Monday at this time, ESPN NFL analyst. Uh, Mina, good to be with you as always. We appreciate your time. Uh, after yesterday, where is Jalen Hurts in the MVP race? Ooh, that is a good question. He's definitely in contention. Um, I still probably think Patrick Mahomes is going to pull out with it. I, I know, you know, coming off of a loss, obviously the gap narrowed a bit. 
But, uh, yeah, it, it, I would say it's neck and neck between him, Jalen. Uh, we'll see what Josh Allen does with the rest of the season, but those would probably be the three guys I'm looking at. Mina, we saw the San Francisco 49ers lose Jimmy G for the remainder of the season. What happens to the ceiling on this team with that loss? The ceiling, I would say, is lower. Still a team with a very high floor because they have elite defense. You saw that on display. And I thought Brock Purdy, uh, you know, acquitted himself quite well. Um, The offense actually really didn't change very much uh, when they changed quarterbacks and you know, they obviously encountered a lot of stacked boxes and base personnel and threw the ball well against pressure. Uh, but also, you know, we should account for the fact that they were expecting to see him. Uh, defenses are going to sit on a lot of those routes. I don't think he's really going to throw downfield very much. And then the margins are all lot narrow for this team, especially when you consider how well Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott are playing elsewhere in the conference. Mina, what did that game yesterday tell you about Tua? You know, it was a tough outing, but, you know, with a couple of important caveats, Dolphins missing both of their starting tackles and the Niners, I think, probably have the best defense in the NFL. I know the Cowboys are in the mix as well and the Bills when they're healthy, but you you saw a brilliant game plan from D'Amico Ryans in that unit um, playing really physically at the line of scrimmage to disrupt the timing for Tua. And the Dolphins' offense is so, by the way, Timing base, it's a big part of the reason why, um, you know, Tua was able to get those wide open throws over the middle of the field. And of course, he was rattled by pressure. I think what was notable, guys, was, you know, he struggled against pressure, but he also struggled at times when he was clean. And that told me that for the most part, um, you know, he, he was a little bit spooked. So I'd like to see him bounce back against an inferior Chargers defense next week. But, you know, it's, the schedule's a lot tougher now than it was over the last six weeks or so. Okay, so Mina, that's been my contention. It's Mina Kimes, ESPN NFL analyst. I, I look at the last five, six games. The Dolphins have not played good defenses. They played a very good one, the best in the league yesterday. Having said that, I watched Tua play, and we talk about force multipliers, so just react to this to this statement. Tua is not a force multiplier. Everybody else makes Tua better. Hmm. I would I would say there's some truth in that, but I would also say Tua is the perfect quarterback for that system uh, because of how quickly he gets the ball out and the amount of space he has in it. Now, again, when you throw a little bit of grit into it, right, and maybe the timing's a little bit off on some of those routes and maybe he's a little bit more concerned about pressure, um, it can get shaken up. And I think that's probably would be my biggest ding on him uh, is, okay, well, if things are a little bit off and they're not perfect, can he elevate the offense? And I think that's what probably remains to be seen. But we're still pretty early in his career, especially with this particular offense. So I'm going to give him a few more games against better opponents before I arrive any, at any strong conclusions. Mina, yesterday the Cowboys put up 33 points in the fourth quarter thanks to three Matt Ryan turnovers in a runaway against the Colts. <laughs> I got to ask you this question. More impressive performance, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Hmm. I'll go with the Eagles because I just think they had a tougher opponent in Tennessee, particularly on defense. You know, a lot of people had earmarked that game would be as being a, a tough one for Philadelphia because they've struggled in run defense. That certainly wasn't the case against the Titans, although the Titans have struggled to run the ball for a while now. And, you know, it would be interesting to see how they looked against a defense that was. Uh, near the top of the NFL in run defense. 
And you saw it doesn't matter because the Eagles can also kill you through the air. And I think that's what's so scary about this team, this offense in particular, is they can beat you a bunch of different ways. And we see that on display every week. They're very game plan specific. Mina Kamsi, ESPN NFL analyst. Lamar's week to week here, Mina. But assuming we're not going to see him this week, and it certainly sounds like that's the case here, where do you put the the Ravens right now in this entire mix, especially based off of what we've seen from the Bengals lately? Yeah, they they look worse than the Bengals to me. I, I figured they would still win the division because their schedule was so much easier than Cincinnati's down the stretch. But with Lamar both week to week and then potentially, you know, injured when he comes back, uh, that gets thrown into question. They are lucky, of course, in that they have one of the better backups in the NFL in Tyler Huntley. But it's undeniable that without Lamar Jackson, the ceiling is lower. And I think I'd have to wait to see how he looks when he gets back, of course, because it is an injury. He has had injuries to his lower body before. And obviously so much of what makes him deadly has to do with his mobility. Uh, Last one, Mina, off topic. Have you ever uh, had what is called a walking taco? No. It that is... sounds like something. I don't know what that sounds like. So here's what it is. It is a like a single serving size bag of Doritos that is split open from the side. And you would put what you would normally put on a taco in there and eat it with a fork. So in other words, uh, you know, uh, salsa, sour cream, cheese guac these are things that are very popular in mid-america they've sold i I had it sold at at an iowa basketball game and canty and i were talking about it earlier does that sound appealing or not yeah i'd eat that 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 makes three carlin that makes three of us mina we'll talk next week when you described it you know all right bye guys (laughs) mina kimes espn nfl analyst and and that's from somebody that was rating and ranking fruit a few weeks back. Yeah. I respect that about me. Yeah, I like what the last caller brought up, though. The Fritos with the chili. Frito, I'm, I got to try that. I'm all I over it. Try that. But I, I do have to say, I am very discerning when it comes to the t- chili. Not just any chili. No, just gonna, it's not no. just any chili. No. Yeah. The least surprising thing that we saw Sunday in the NFL. It's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin?
Working on a little primetime parlay for later on. Hello. Your Canty and Carlin play of the day coming up one hour from now. ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Canty, you know, it's funny. You you watch what we saw yesterday in the Browns-Texans game from Deshaun Watson. And it's exactly what you would expect to see from somebody that has not played football in two years. Mm -hmm. That was a god-awful performance. And I I don't hold the actual performance against him. Mm -hmm. There's a reason he hasn't played football in two years, and it's his own fault. But that aside, uh, he looked to me like it's going to take a little while here to get into shape. And I think if you were expecting Watson to come on and immediately be lights out from the beginning, you just didn't have a realistic feel of what to expect. No, you didn't. But, Carlin, I think that's the best thing for the Cleveland Browns, right? Give him some meaningful football games to play in a year that seems like it's a throwaway. And hopefully he'll be able to shake off the rust that he's had for not playing in an NFL game in over 700 days and springboard into the 2023 season. I think that's the best that Cleveland can hope for. I know I entertain the possibility of them making it interesting with the wild card picture, but after seeing what that team was yesterday with Deshaun Watson was, I think that's far-fetched. I think what now, what you have to shift your focus to now if you're a Browns fan is Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski being able to get on the same page in terms of play caller and quarterback, finding out what Deshaun likes, what he, what he can do in terms of execution at the highest level and then implement more of those schemes in the offseason and find personnel that's better suited to support him. I think that's what you have to do if you're Cleveland. Well, here's Stefanski on his season debut and what he made of He's it. He's going to learn from every rep. Were you surprised by the rustiness, the extent of it? Yeah, I don't know that you can, you know, obviously, Tony, you're missing a bunch of time, and so you got to get back. you got to get back in it. you got to get these game reps I got to get this first one out of the way and all those type of things. But, uh, you know, I know what the kid's capable of. Why would you be surprised by it? Why would anybody be surprised by it? It's silly to think that he was going to walk back in the door and be really, really good right away. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that. No, nobody does that. And we saw that in the preseason from Deshaun Watson, right? We saw yeah. him struggle a lot. I mean, we saw this when Michael Vick was released from incarceration. He struggled the first year, and they they played him sparingly, and then the next year he was a Pro Bowl performer. That's what you're hoping for if you're the Cleveland Browns. Now, a different set of circumstances, obviously, but that's what you're hoping for. Let Deshaun Watson get his feet under him, get used to the speed of the game at the NFL level, and then once you see what he is in Stefanski's scheme, you can build out a plan for the offseason that can help you acquire the talent that it's going to take in order to bring out the best in what Deshaun has to offer. Now, keep this in mind, too, Carlin. This is an offseason where the Cleveland Browns don't have a ton of draft capital. So they're going to have to utilize the cap space that they have in free agency in order to fill in some of the gaps on this roster. It's it's going to be difficult, not impossible, but I think that's what has to be the focus of the franchise because you're not going to accomplish anything of consequence this season. I'm just refreshing uh, myself with what was given up. It was five draft picks including three first-rounders. Yeah, uh, The Texans got three first-round picks, a third-round pick, which is this coming year, and two fourth-round picks, one from this past year and one next year. So basically, this year, they have a second-round pick, and that's their only pick in the first three rounds. 
Yeah. So it's going to be very difficult to all of a sudden make that a whole lot better right away. Yeah, I mean, they have some money to spend in free agency, so yep. I'm sure they'll do some shopping. But, I mean, ultimately what it comes down to is being able to get your football team ready to compete for the division in 2023. Now, I will say this. Yesterday, they scored touchdowns pretty much every other way you can score touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Other than on <laughs> offense. I mean, they scored on a Special punt return. Special teams, defense. They scored on a fumble return for a touchdown and a pick return to the house. So, I mean, the the, the team showed up for Deshaun Watson, and they, they picked him up a little bit. But I think this is going to be a rough go of it for the remainder of the games that they have on the schedule. But in these next five games, Carlin, what you're hoping is that Deshaun Watson can get reacclimated to what it to playing in the National Football League and being a high-level quarterback. I tell you what, if the league is looking for other other ways to punish people, and completely aside from that, mind you, just watching the Houston Texans play. That's punishment. Like, instead that's of punishment. finding somebody, I'd make them watch four hours of Texans game tape. Yeah. That's pretty bad. You know what I hate about that situation, too, Carlin? Lovey Smith is probably going to get fired. And I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, and... Listen. Dave Cully didn't get a fair shake at it, and Lovey Smith is probably not getting a fair shake at it. Chris, if Josh McCown gets the job as the Texans head coach after this year, and, then hiring and, Lovey Smith was a sham. It, it, it was from, a sham. I think it was from the beginning anyway, because look where Lovey was coming from at that point in his career, and you were basically putting him in there for two reasons. Number one, you were getting accused of dealing with, you know, not hiring african-american coaches to begin with yeah and brian flores came out right. with that lawsuit which ratcheted up the intensity and the yep. heat on that conversation and and number two you knew that if you hired mccown at that point you would have significant pushback on it but you know what an unintended consequence of jeff saturday getting hired is no pushback if you hire josh mccown exactly and that is going to be borderline sickening because you're going to hand josh mccown that job uh, and and set him up to succeed with draft picks and everything that they're going to have to work with, and you're going to pay Lovey Smith to just sit there and be a placeholder for a year. I mean, Lovey signed the contract; he's the one that took the job. But it just sends a terrible, terrible message in so many ways about the Texans organization. Weekdays on ESPN Radio.